girl, hey, welcome to Sunday Pleasures. This is your go-to destination for a weekly girl's date curated by me, your host, LC. Here, we'll dive into topics that matter in our everyday lives. These topics range from careers and relationships to travel, finances, mental health, shopping, and even discussions about God. Join us as we explore and share insight, tips, and experiences to make your Sundays even more delightful. So get ready to indulge in meaningful conversations and discover the joys of life together with me. Let's make every Sunday a day of pleasure and growth. Hey girl, hey, happy Sunday, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of Sunday Pleasures. I'm your host, LC. If you are new here, are you new here? I'm I'm telling you guys, I will throw a little TikTok thingamajig in the midst of anything. So if you are not a TikTok girly, you need to get up on it because if you don't, then you're going to miss out on a lot of funny things that I might be liable to say. So anyway, if you are a returning listener, thanks for stopping by again this week to spend some time with me. I truly appreciate it. And if you are new here, thank you for taking time out of your lovely Sunday to spend some time with us. Um, we hope you stay for a while. So boom. First of all, I want to, I like to start off these episodes um, or our little chit chats with just giving a brief rundown on, you know, what I did yesterday or the day before so of course today is sunday so yesterday um me and my friends we went to the hot girl walk it's ran by um a woman named mia lind l-i-n-d and she originated the hot girl walk back when um we were in quarantine and i believe she's from like tennessee or maybe texas but now she turned it into like um a global thing so now she does walks in miami california um i want to say houston or i'll say texas because i'm unsure and now new york so we went today i mean yesterday and it was pretty cool it was rainy outside so i feel like we didn't get the full experience but she will be back in april Um, on April 20th if any of you guys are listening and are interested in walking with her and the lovely other women that participated in New York City um, her Instagram is at hot girl walk that's the Instagram page or you could just type her name in like Mia M-I-A-L-I-N-D and then it should pop up because if you try to type in hot girl walk I think they're shadow banned because I can never find the page so I actually have to like you know dig deep into like my messages and scroll 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 until I can find the actual page to click on it but whatever so um, I'm just so grateful to have like a group of friends who are always down for my shenanigans. So I want to shout out my girls because everything that we um, plan makes it out the group chat. And that's very rare. Everything that we plan makes it out the group chat and we always have such a great time. So I'm just so grateful for them. And whoever said making friends as an adult was hard, it's not that hard. You just have to be willing to give people a chance. So I'm glad that they take 
um, these chances with me. And I'm so excited to see where our friendship goes because right now we are having a time of our lives, okay? So, boom. Now that I got that out the way, I want to start off by saying happy Women's History Month to all of my women. It's our time to shine, y'all. So, go out and make some history. You see, we went from Black History Month to Women History Month. Like, we are, like, setting the tone for the first quarter of the year, okay? I also want to say Happy Social Workers Month to all of my social workers out there, my LCSWs, my LMSWs, to all of you. I just want to say thank you for all that you do for our children, our communities, for the adults um, that you guys are servicing for yourselves, just being advocates for Everyone in healthcare, we truly, truly appreciate you guys. So, this episode is going to be based on a thought that I had at work, of course, this week. I was sitting at my desk and I was asking myself, are black women overachievers? And I asked myself that because I did see a post that said, um, "No, it said nobody, and then it said black women. I'm bored, I'm about to go and sign up for another degree. And I'm telling you, a few years ago, like, that was me and my friends. We would sit and be so bored with life and just working, and we'll say, you know what, I'm about to get a new certification, I'm about to enroll in school, I'm going to get a master's, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. So I had asked my coworker, Jessica, I was like, Jessica, do you think that black women are overachievers? So we sat for a little while to discuss it, and then I reached out to like a bunch of my friends in my text messages and I just threw a question out there and I got so many like really good responses back from everyone. But I definitely want to highlight Maze. Um, I want to highlight her response and I told her that I was going to put it in this episode because I said, are black women overachievers? And she said, no, we're just excellent. Overachievement is a projection from others who are insecure, lazy, jealous, and or incompetent. It is not our fault that the barest amount of effort from us is regarded as remarkable. Woo! Honey, snap that up for her because my guess is eight with that response. And I was just like so taken aback. But overall, me and my friends, we had a discussion about it. And we came to the terms or we came to the conclusion that there is a yes and no to this answer there's no right or wrong answer but it is two-parted so I read a book like a few years back and it was called black girls must die exhausted and it was by I want to say her name is Jane Allen I believe yes Jane Allen so in the book um the main character she was a black woman of course and she worked as a news reporter and I believe she was going up for like a promotion at her job and she was really good at what she did her ratings were always really good at the um the the news station and they ended up giving the role to her white colleague of course they would not that she didn't deserve it but just because they felt like the like the viewers would care to hear this information from a white male as opposed to a black woman So if you haven't read that book, there's three parts. Black Girls Must Die Exhausted, Black Girls Must Be Magic, Black Girls Must Have It All. Really, really, really good series. So again, I think you should like take a like a look and read the book. It was really good. So I want to get started. As a black woman, 
I'm often grappled with the societal pressure to work twice as hard as my white and non-colored colleagues. I feel like we're conditioned, deeply conditioned in our experiences. And I feel like it shapes our professional journeys and it influences how we are perceived in the workplace. So I want to explore the complexities of this and the perception and the realities that are faced by black women striving for success in a world that often underestimates our abilities. So where do I begin? I feel like the notion of us being overachievers can be traced back to like these stereotypes from years ago, which created a narrative that placed like unrealistic expectations on black women in general. And I feel like it's a double standard as well. So as a black woman, like we often find ourselves navigating double standards and heightened expectations, especially at work. We're expected to excel in our roles and we're also like prone to like all these biases and microaggression that can hinder our progress. Like, when we're at work and we're in these professional settings, we're just showing up to do our job. Sometimes it's something that we love. We find a a passion within our career. And other times it's just because it pays the bills. And I feel like we're not, some of us don't care to be overachievers. Others, like myself, we do thrive to excel in our careers. We work hard to become CEOs and bosses and get into these big corporations and climb up the ladder and become deputy directors and general managers, etc. And a lot of times I feel like we have to show up and show out at all times. We have to work 10 times as harder as Pamela does or 10 times as harder as Jane does because we have a point to prove. And technically, we really don't have a point to prove, but society deems it as that, if this makes sense. So it's like, say you want to work for a healthcare corporation and you want to work in like project management or something. And in order to get into this role, you look at the requirements and it says you need a master's degree or you need a certification in project management and you need over three years of experience managing a team of 10 or more. And you need to have a portfolio of like all of the projects that you managed, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, you're on this organization's website. So it's clear as day that these are the requirements and this is expected out of Um, all of the applicants that are going to apply. And of course they had this, you know, um, message on the listing that they do not discriminate and they believe in diversity and inclusion, et cetera, et cetera. And then you apply for the role, you don't get it. They offer you another position, but then the person that gets the role has a bachelor's degree fresh out of college, knows absolutely nothing about scrum master knows nothing about lean six sigma yellow belt green belt or black belt knows nothing about certifications knows absolutely nothing about managing a team and sis gets the job and of course she gets it because she's white and she's 24 years old 
and knows absolutely nothing about it, but they liked her because of her personality. So they felt like, you know, she can run this project or run this team or run this program and that they'll show her the ropes. And of course, you're probably thinking like, LaShawn, this is, this sounds like it's very personal because it is, because it is. And I've seen it firsthand and I've also witnessed it firsthand. I'm not going to go into details about the organization or anything, but just know that it happened. So... Again, we're expected to excel in these roles. And the pressure is on. The pressure to constantly prove ourselves, to outperform our peers. And all of that adds an extra layer of complexity to our professional endeavors. So that helps, you know, that aids in us leading to the feelings of imposter syndrome and even burnout. And the title of that book, Black Girls Must Die Exhausted, is literally the truth black women will always die exhausted because we're just that exhausted we have to show up and show out day in and day out just to barely get noticed and i just think it's absurd like the intersectionality of race and gender plays a significant role in shaping the experiences of black women in our workplace Our identity as black women brings forth unique challenges and strengths, and that influences how we are perceived and treated by others. And it's unfair, very unfair, very unfair. And I feel like despite the obstacles that we face, we exhibit remarkable levels of like empowerment and resilience because we always overcome the adversities. We have a rich ass history of trailblazers and chain like change makers who have defied stereotypes and shattered the glass ceilings in all of their respective fields. I mean, hello. Do I have to like give you a black history lesson? We just literally left that month. So basically, all of the stories of our ancestors, they serve as like inspiration and motivation for us to continue to push through and move these boundaries and challenge these societal norms. So I want us to continue to keep showing up. I want us to continue to keep showing out. I want us to get to these levels that they feel like we are undeserving of reaching. Honestly, I don't, I don't think that non-African Americans understand the depth of this shit. I don't think that they grasp for one second just how serious this shit is. And in all fairness, I feel like if the roles were reversed, they wouldn't stand the chance. And we all know that. If the roles were reversed and we were in these big positions, which some of us are and we have to interview them for these roles I believe that they'll call discrimination 
immediately. And they'll want to sue. They'll go to HR. They'll go to compliance and everything because they feel like they haven't gotten a fair shot. When in reality, they just don't qualify for the roles that we're looking to fill. And in all reality, they really don't qualify for the roles that these organizations are looking to fill. Let's talk about it. So as we reflect on experiences of black women as overachievers, I feel like it's essential for us to take steps towards advocating more for ourselves and having the support that we need from others in order to advocate for ourselves. I feel like standing up for yourself and standing up for your counterparts when it comes to diversity and inclusion, we can pave the way for a more inclusive and empowering future for us all. Like, it's so funny because I'm actually taking a class um, managing workplace diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it's such a good fucking class, I'm telling you. I am left floored most of the time when I do my um, assignments because I don't, it's not, I, I guess that this whole like racism shit, I don't even know how to put it into words because I'm just like floored. But I feel like because I've dealt with this for so many years that it's sad that it has like become normal. Like I feel like we normalize this shit a lot now. And it it doesn't hold too much weight anymore. Like it it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me as much as it used to um, when I realized that I'm being discriminated against. And the barriers. I, I always made it my business to get the education that I know I needed, that I knew I needed to get to where I wanted to get in life. And the more... I became passionate about the field that I'm in. The more barriers I made it my business to knock down. Because if you thought for one second that you was going to stop this black girl, you got me fucked up. I belong where I belong. I belong in all of these spaces and I show up to these spaces and I take up space. And when I get to those tables and when I get to those doors, I knock real hard and loud. And I make it my business that once I put my foot in the door, I reach back and I pull up my bitches with me. Because we deserve to sit at these round tables. We deserve to navigate in these roles. We deserve to lead the pack. So if I can show up and show out in the name of my black ass skin I expect the same from you do not ever let someone dim your light stand up for what you know is right and you need to go in these boardrooms and you need to make some fucking noise the days of us being these angry black women are 
long gone because that's what they want us to be. And what we're going to give them is the total opposite at all times. Kill them with kindness. Oh, hey, Karen. Good morning. How's your day? How was your weekend? How was Billy's basketball practice? Hit them with shit like that. Stuff that they'll least expect. Trust me. It'll get you further than you think it would. So, ask yourself, are black women overachievers? Like, what do you, what do you really think about that? Because like I said, yes and no. Yes, black women are overachievers, but I believe we're overachievers because we've been conditioned to believe that we have to be. Because for years and centuries and years and years and years and decades and decades and decades of these motherfuckers hating on us, they want us to believe that we are less than. In all reality, we are greater than. These people die to be us, literally. They want to be so cultured and seasoned, and they want to be just like us. They want to do everything African-American does, but be African-American. That's the only thing that they can't be. They can dress like us, they can walk like us, they can talk like us, but they can't be us. They'll never be us. So yes, I feel like black women are overachievers, but 95% of the time it's because we have to be. The other 5% is because we actually want to be. And then there are a group of black women out there somewhere who aren't overachievers. They're okay with mediocrity. They're okay, (laughs) mediocrity. They're okay with the bare minimum. They're okay with being complacent. And that's on them. That has nothing to do with us. But wrapping up today's episode, I feel like the narratives and the perception surrounding black women are complex and nuisance. And as we continue on our journeys in life, I just want us to celebrate our resilience and our strength and our achievements as black women. And I want us to work towards a more inclusive and equitable world for us. So again, I want you to show up and show out. I want you to make some fucking noise. I want to hear you shout from the mountaintops when you get to where you want to be in the workspace. I want you to celebrate your wins, whether they are big or small. I want you to scream real loud when you get into these Ivy League schools. I want you to scream real fucking loud when you get these promotions that put you over Tom because he was being a fucking jerk to you for the last three years and he always thought that he was going to be your boss. Yeah. Times have changed. And we are not our ancestors. So on Monday, when you go to work, I want you to remind them. (laughs) On top of all of that, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in this week. And remember, your voice matters in shaping a more diverse and empowered future. And we're going to roll with that.
So, until next week, I want you to join me on our next episode. And thank you for being a part of this journey with me. I want you guys to continue to advocate for yourself, keep empowering, and striving for a world where all of our voices are heard. Take care. That's it for this week's episode, my loves. If you're enjoying the Sunday Pleasure Podcast, let me know by leaving a rating or a lovely message in the space available on the platform of your choice. If you're looking to find out more information on Sunday Pleasures or The She Shed and what it's all about, you can follow us on Instagram at The She Shed or check out our blog at www.sundaypleasures.com. I'll also list all handles and links in the description box. Can't wait for you guys to join me for next week's episode. Until then, love and light, sis.